Can I just say, just before we go into this, I mean, it might just seem like we just chuck this on and, and it, is, it is sometimes like getting in the cockpit of a plane or I imagine what getting in the cockpit of a plane is like. And when... I, just, I just whispered to Mark, whatever happens yeah. out there in the next half hour, I still love you. And, I, <laughs> and maybe part of that sort of anticipation of getting into a cockpit of a plane and heading off is you just never know what, what, you're gonna, what turbulence you're going to hit. And, I mean, it's a genuine analogy. Do Don't you find that with yeah. live, any live? Yeah, kind of... and I think, actually, we should be very proud of ourselves, actually. Because as a married couple that live together and work together, to do this every day Did you, is well, quite a feat. I was really touched by what Lisa said as well at the weekend. She was, she was here for the, for the, for the Coffee Moaning News. And, you know, she works with all those people at Jimmy, and so she said, that's very hard. This is our friend Lisa, who's a makeup artist I mean, and, I mean, it's not me wanting to say that, but when she said it, I was like, yeah, fucking hell, that's why I come out of it feeling like I've run a fucking marathon. She was so funny, because she went, and you know what? It was interesting. <laughs> 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 Which was lovely. Um, but anyway, that's enough patting ourselves on the no, back. No, I wasn't. We never that, do that. What's happened no, to I wasn't, us? I wasn't actually at all. I was just yeah. actually sharing honestly in that it can be quite a turbulent thing. Yeah. So, so sometimes when we're batshit crazy, forgive us. Yeah, we don't know where we're going to go. We're like wild horses in the, in yeah. the, in the, in the prairie lands of Kansas. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh. So where are we starting today? Well, first of all, I want to say we are going to be talking about this very interesting article that both of us uh, read this morning about a theatre director that has spoken to 10,000 children about their attitudes to porn. And it's really interesting. But you know what? We're going to park it at the end of the programme uh, just because it's not for everybody hi, Lee. to hear about Darren. it. Hi, Lee. Hi, hope you're Hi, Lee. Um, so we will, we're parking it at the end. Sorry, if you hear us saying hello or welcome to anyone who's listening, these are either people who've just become family guests on the YouTube channel. There's Amanda Has. Um, who is it? Let's have a look. It's Amanda, yeah, on Amanda Robinson. And uh, we're saying hello to people on the live chat if you've come here for... That. Yeah, no, no, what Nadia says is really, really key. Um, it's a fascinating article, actually, and um, I got lost in it um, because there's nothing, and we'll get to it, there's nothing more compelling than hearing from teenagers and kids. Directly from... So and often, some really sophisticated observations. I would have... Do you know what? I would have loved to have gone with that director to some of those yeah, classrooms and listen. I would have just been fascinated. Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, um, the first thing I want to talk about is the heat wave. We can't escape the weather. And let's face it, what do we, us Brits, like to talk about? Nothing more than the weather. Do you mind if we get a cushion for me? Because I'm literally, I, I look like I, I'm a chin. Get a cushion, babe. Thanks. Do it. Do Go it. Go on, Karen. You're more than a chin. In my, to me, you're more than a chin. <laughs> Much more than a chin, actually. In fact, in fact I don't ever oh, look at... All right, okay. A <sighs> chin is great. I nearly yeah. said I nearly said something so awful I had to literally steer myself Back like the Titanic didn't away from an iceberg. Right, come on then. And we know what the iceberg no, was. Right, stop it now. I just can't help myself. Oh no! Waters. Before we get into the heat wave, I just wanted to share this. We're just in the process across the house in changing rooms. I've been decorating. Decorating, um, building IKEA flat packs. Um, all sorts of stuff is happening. Nadia would argue at a snail's pace, but it is happening. But, but some of the things that are happening in this household at the moment are, are causing a little bit of upset for me. Yeah. Things are being cleared out. I keep going upstairs. Every time I go upstairs, there's a bag of something with stuff in it. And the girls will say to me, Mum, I, I, I do love this and I loved it, but I've got nowhere to put it. And I'm like, yeah, just, you know, 
dad. Because <laughs> they know you can't always say it. And I go, dad's fine about everything. I, I lie. Yeah, she does lie. But every time I walk up the stairs now, it's become a really traumatic experience <laughs> because I'm either greeted with um, more stuff that needs to be processed and put in a skip, or I'm met with another sort of lost item, relic, from my girls' childhoods and my relationship with them. And I said to Nadia, I went into the bathroom this morning, I said, as things become, as you and the girls get into Pinterest and, Pinterest. Uh, you know, ASOS and Bikini, you know, all this stuff. What, you, what do you mean? You bond over it, you talk over it, you look at Blue Lagoons in the world and you dream of travelling to these places and you talk about boys and you watch Love Island and you share how you like Ryan Gosling's bleached hair. I sit there thinking, oh, I used to, I used to talk to the girls about comics. And so I found this little pile of comics just Maybe placed. Said, Daddy, can you put them somewhere safe? But the, the thing is... And dads, Mark... if you're a childish dad like me, sorry, it feels yeah. like things become less, less connected. Mark told this story a bit upside down because he came in and he said to me, oh, God, it's you, an Can era. I just say, Hang on. you always tell me I say things upside down. Well, you down. say and upside actually... down to me, upside down to yeah, me, not, to, not upside to you. down. Yeah, yeah, to me. That to me. Because what was interesting to me about, about the conversation was he came in and he went, he was really upset, you know, it's the end of an era. I said, but the beginning of the future, right? And he said, well, that's all right for you. Ryan Gosling's hair, ASUS, bikinis, uh, moustache waxing, all of these things. Facials? You're doing facials, facials at some point this week? And, 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 I don't do that. And I said, and he said, so you don't feel this? I said, mm. well, actually, you're really wrong. You're really wrong about that because... There are so many moments, like the other day I went into one of them. I never say their names because I don't want to embarrass them. And I just gave him my hug in, in bed. You know, one's 16, one's 20. And it was just like warm skin and a neck and a smile. And I just, I just like, I wanted to pull it back. And I just, honestly, it made me cry. <laughs> Sorry. This is about you. This was about <laughs> Sorry, me a minute ago. This was a spectacular. No, but it no, was I'm joking, just, I'm joking, I'm joking. Just, and I do, I go, I say to myself, you know, I yearn for those, like, cuddling into you. And, and I feel bad about the amount of times I just wanted them to get into their own bed or get off me or to just be quiet or just shut up. Well or, just, or just stay another hour at playgroup. And, and you just... And, and But the only way I can do it is by saying, we've got them through. We've kept a human alive. <laughs> And they're, and they're nice people. Is that what and you're children, telling me to go off into my room no, and just... And children come through us, not to us. We have to pass them on into life. So I, we just do things in a different way. I yeah. think these things all the time, but I just, I move myself on by saying... But you cannot... We're doing... You cannot in any way, shape or form not tell me that most of the things now that our girls... And this is the way it should be. This is not me saying this is wrong. I love this. This is great. It's the role of a parent, isn't it? To know when to step forward and also to know when to step back. And boy, let me finish. Boy, have I learned in some of the toughest ways possible of when I have to step back. And as did I all the time they were little when I was the one that had to tell them off and you're the one that played and made them laugh and they just I'm went talking daddy, about connection. Daddy, daddy. I'm talking about connection. And so <laughs> so we're in a situation now where yeah, obviously we talk about film, we talk about art, it's great, it's the grown-up world of, of of stuff. And I just this was just a little I just was I just I just went, oh mm. I just felt it. Yeah. Oh. But I suppose And I felt I, it when we saw Barbie, which we'll talk about. I suppose I suppose the thing to think about is it's not the end Minky of an Moo, it's era. It's not long enough. Minky it's not, it's says not that's sweet. Enough. It's not long enough. But we wish it away all the time, don't we? So like when we're tired and when we're... 
I must just say, somebody there just said, children come through us, not to us. I like that. It's not my words. It's Khalil Shabran. It's not. Mm, yeah, yes, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a fabulous line. He's a Lebanese writer poet that my dad's obsessed with. It, so it was, I didn't say it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful line. And, and it does soothe me. It soothes me. And I say, yep, yeah, we're just passing them through. Natasha Tiramos, oh, don't, she says. Time is passing way too fast. Now, your beautiful daughter is four months old. It really is, it, 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 if you deep it, as kids say, if you deep it, it becomes really quite complex in terms of how do you make sure you're maximising quality time. And then, of course, there's just ordinary kind of, oh, my God, the irritations and the normal stuff of, of being a parent, getting on with life and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it, but it's tough. It, these are those moments where you, you pause see. and you stop and you see things. Oh, you somebody go, oh. just saying there, it happens with sons of two. Oh, my God. My sister, sometimes, I look at her and I think, oh, my God, her heart is literally breaking. Oh, yeah. Because boys, they move so much away, you know, so... But yeah, I would say, but it's something, so something similar happens with girls too. It's, it's funny, I don't want to... <laughs> don't, but, shall I share the story I just said? But can it? I just say one thing to you? Nobody makes them laugh like you do. Nobody. Nobody. They listen to everything you say. You, they, they marvel at your... Oh. All the stuff that you know, like... And they adore the fact that you bring them music, you bring film, you bring them... I don't do any of that. I just do the, the, the stuff. You bring, them, you bring them so much emotional intellect... Well, well, here we go. So, so, so both you know, of, they get generosity they get stuff it, equally from both. Of and from me, they get total schizophrenic psychopathy. <laughs> what was that? Something just. But pumped. anyway, anyway, yeah. on that note, on that note, what are we talking about? Oh, hot weather, hot weather. So the heat wave, Charon has arrived. Charon is the ferryman over the River Styx for the dead. Um, and these are the incredibly dramatic kind of uh, parallels and sort of uh, characters from mythology and literature that the of the Italians that the Italians are invoking. But I was just because I mean I was listening it, to an old Italian guy today saying he just cannot leave the house. No. He has to keep the blinds closed, the windows closed. As the air conditioning, he said, God knows how I'll pay the bill, but I cannot survive if no. I don't have it on. It's just really is quite terrifying. Oh, it's, isn't it's it? absolutely terrifying. Um, and, uh, you know, Brits are cancelling holidays. Um, temperatures are expected to peak at around 46 degrees Celsius. Did uh, you cancel your holiday? In Europe. No. Mm. Um, no. I think the vast majority of people won't. I think, no. again, that's what, when, when I ask this question on coffee moaning, is the media kind of fanning the flames? I think the media are, are always looking for drama. I was mm. talking to the girls last night about sensationalism and what the word means and all that kind of stuff and how, you know, it is about... Of course things are dramatic and of course things are bad. Um, and of course things look like they're going to get worse. But It's a really important it, conversation it's really to keep having to with just your explain kids. That sometimes, just you know, dra there's, there's drama involved. Yeah, and also like if, if, if you're looking at a street and there's lots of kind of vaguely interesting things happening and then a great 10-tonne weight crashes onto someone here... You know, the news is obviously going to rush towards the 10 ton weight, but of course it's not interested by omission and all the thousands of other people on the street who won't touch at all. And so it's just that thing of, yes, these things are real. Yes, these things are a problem. But I do think lots of people have put places, 
it shouldn't go into a complete tailspin of panic. Mm. But I think I do think you, you need to be careful. It's, you like, need to be it's mindful. like every time we go away, isn't it? There's always this big drama, the airport, you're not going to be able to get through. We always talk about this here, don't we? And then mm. we always do, you know, so... Yeah, but, I mean, it's the, the European moment, Space I... Agency that's saying that it's going to hit a peak of 48 degrees. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things that I saw that they were doing in, in, in Europe is that in Italy, <coughs> they are lifting trees. Oh my God, listen to this. They are lifting trees from parks. And when I say trees, we're not, we're not talking about bait, obviously, trees with enough of a canopy to cause, a, to cause shade. They're importing trees and they're, they're planting them next to bus stops and things that like incredible. that. Incredible. Wouldn't it be easy to just put up a corrugated That's iron exactly shade? That's exactly what I thought. But I mean, it no. very theatrical. Well, it's, A, it seems theatrical. And then I was thinking, well, but then you've got the workmen who have got to put up the shed in the heat. And then I, I was thinking, but then you've well, got, no, the, then you've got the workmen. I think, I think moving trees seems a lot more of a palaver than just putting up some sort of temporary shade but we, we're forgetting as well in america i think it's really something bad. like is it a third of the population america are under some kind of heat wave warning at the moment um and apparently in some areas of both america and europe aircon is being used at such a high level it's causing power cuts um and of course you know people are so desperate to cool off elderly people across europe are also being encouraged there was something about this that was sort of strangely poetic, encouraged into churches, because they're finding churches are the only places that oh, I always hold love, the call. I always went yeah. on the way. I love walking. Yeah, um, I remember, yeah, like all the... Because we, we love going into a church, yeah. don't we, when we're away. I remember in Venice, we went into one, and Venice was so hot. Palmer. I can literally remember the church. It's that strange when I have such a bad memory. That I've been into, and that you step in, and it's that cool and the calm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Rachel Mason, good question. And I thought exactly the same from a horticultural perspective. Would trees survive being moved That's in that heat? And then the amount of water you've got Are to you use sure to better. This is right. Absolutely. I think it's then, a madman. No, they're moving to well. <laughs> yeah, they are moving trees around. Yeah. So. Um, United Nations has verified. Uh, Hello, top catch. Sausage. Has verified that the record of forty-eight point eight degrees Celsius in Sicily in twenty twenty-one, which was a European heat record, is is very likely uh, going to be beaten. Um, there's also, I mean, the flooding in in Korea as well That's is also true, terrible too. Corrugated iron won't be good; it'd be hot. Yeah. Um, Probably fry an egg on it. And we were talking, oh, um, yes, they're talking about Death Valley, um, Los, Los, Las Vegas. I mean, they're hitting all sorts of, I mean, of course, people at Death Valley, are get, there's that big temperature gauge, isn't there? So people are, of course, rushing to get to the temperature gauge in Death Valley for potentially the hottest, the hottest temperature ever recorded at the hottest place, potentially, on the planet. But then, of course, it's all about perspective, isn't it? Then someone rang in the radio yesterday from Abu Dhabi and said, what the, what the hell are you all boning about? Mm. This is this is this is standard. Oh, I've for us. been in that heat in the Middle yeah. East. I've been in that heat in when I did that trek in Af in. Um, I've run an Africa. ultra marathon through Jordan. Oh my god! Flipping yeah. heck! Anyway, yeah. so spare a thought there. Um, do check. Just check the temperatures if you're heading away. Uh, normal day in Dubai, absolutely. Okay, so this story is well. This story is is less a story. It's more a piece. I suppose everything in Dubai is set up. You very rare that you're out of air conditioning, yeah. isn't it? Like here, when it's hot, it's just there's nowhere for us yeah. to to run to, is no. there? Hi, Jill Taylor. It's quiet sub in Mercia, uh, Spain. Hi. So we're going to do that one last. Oh, we're, we're going to do, do that them. one last. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this one. This is very very up your strata, isn't it? Naz, you found this. Oh, look, I right. This is the quote that a wife has placed on a mum's neck type kind of platform. I lost eight stone 
but my husband said he'd leave me if I didn't put it back on. <gasps> Sharp intake of breath. Um, what do you make of that, guys? So this what, is the idea. This it? is the idea that he doesn't find. I, well, at first I thought, well, why would he say that? He says he doesn't like women to be too thin. He, he, likes, he, he said, "I don't look this like the same person. He likes more flesh than a woman. Doesn't find me attractive anymore. I'm heartbroken that he can't see that I'm so much more healthy and happy. He's actually said he wants me to put the weight back on or leave me. Why do? Uh, but but I mean, she had, she had massively high blood pressure as well." I know, so what is, so is he in him wanting her to be overweight? Jealous tosser, says Brenda M. I love that, but straight to the point. Um, is he just wanting her to be ill? Well, if I he mean, knew, if he loved all, her. First of all, because we don't know exactly what's gone on with this couple, there are lots of things that can happen with people when people lose weight. Like when people get well, like often when people that have addiction problems get well, the person that has been with them can actually find that very, very hard to adapt to because there is often, <clears throat> because the relationship has to change so much for that person to stay, to stay well. <clears throat> so in that context, <clears throat> I can understand how complicated it is. And to be fair, I think this is complicated for this guy as well. You know, if you find somebody very attractive and they completely change the way they look so imagine that he didn't say it in a nasty way imagine if he said you know they've oh. struggled on <laughs> i've just done that. what is wrong with my poll so so, so imagine that, that it's not these people but yeah. somebody loses a lot of weight and then their relationship seems to start to disintegrate a bit one, the person that's lost weight says, listen, I, I can feel something's changed. I can feel that, what is it? What's going on in our marriage? And they said, but you know what? I've really struggled with this. And I haven't known how to tell you this, but I've just got a real problem. I just found you so beautiful and so attractive the way that you were. And though I still love you, I just don't fancy you in the way that I did because I love bigger people. Because if you flip that the other way around and you've married somebody that's a size eight and they become a size 20 and people would actually have more sympathy if the person said, I, I'm finding it really hard, I don't find you attractive anymore. The problem with something like this is you need to really, I mean, this is why you need to be in couples counselling, you need to really know the nuanced details of the relationship. Because someone like someone just said there, he could be a really... What was it? He could be a pervert feeder. I mean, he could be a pervert feeder. Yeah, he could be somebody freak. that wants complete control. Yeah. He he could be jealous. He doesn't want he anyone have, else to look at yeah, her. And he could also have crushing low self-esteem, feel very unattractive himself. There's no suggestion of what his weight is. And sometimes, you know, you can find that couples can both reflect each other if they're a bit depressed <laughs> or down or whatever. Whatever the, do you know what I mean? So they might have come together. Not based on them being overweight, but, but there might have been a mm. connection forged between them that made that meant that they were both of a, of a, of a similar ilk. I mean, to my... play devil's advocate, right? What if you just don't fancy slimmer people? Is that a crime? What if you just don't fancy fatter people? It's not people? a crime. It's what not if, crime. What if you know? What if I put on? Fifteen stone, and that's you've never been out with somebody that big, and you just don't fancy that. I mean, well, different ha folks, different yeah. times. Well, what about this as a possible possible other detail? Um, 
it can be a challenge. I mean, you were sort of talking about it in terms of addiction, but it can be a challenge if one half of you, one half Change. of a couple, Changes. becomes really fit and the other one doesn't because all that person who gets fit, I mean, I sometimes feel it around you and food. It's like that person's such a paragon of virtue and kind of, you know, they achieve this and they do that. And they're so. And I look at it and I go, I don't even know where to start. So I give up and I actually then throw myself under the bus and I'll binge on something or I'll just I just won't even bother and so maybe her doing this has thrown a spotlight on his lifestyle and his issues and all the problems that he's going through but going back to the the reason I thought this was really really interesting when you said it was I can't make a I can't come down on either yeah. side I can't make a definitive choice decision on because this because you can have sympathy for both first of first and foremost it's absolutely necessary that she did what she did because you're talking about the possibility of a stroke, a heart attack. You've got very high blood pressure. There's no, there's no argument here. She has to lose that weight if she wants to live a healthy life. And I'm sure if, you, if a partner loves their partner, they want them to live a healthy life. But what happens if it just comes down to the fact that you don't find somebody thin attractive? Mm. You know, can we really have full it's got judgment to be about love, on though, that? But, but, but the, where I because think this story what, starts to fall... Because when does unconditional love really kick in? When you say, I will love you no matter yeah, what. Yeah, You know... Well, I think like, there comes a point, though. There has to come a point where regardless... I think there comes a point in any relationship where there's the attraction and that attraction maintains itself and it's about the couple, you know, obviously mm. investing in that attraction and being attracted to each other and all that kind of stuff and making them still, still attractive and all that kind of stuff. But presumably, like Lee Durant, so many people here are saying, it's got to, at some point, become love. I mean, you know, you, if you love someone and you want the best for them, mm. there's a difference between him loving her, surely, and him finding her lustily exactly. and physically attractive. And yeah, that's exactly. a problem in any relationship. I'm trying to look at all sides of the argument. Jack and the thing is, she has worked incredibly hard to do this. Ooh. And that's... It, it just breaks my heart that she would have somebody turn around and say, I'll leave you. Mm. I mean, just how awful is that? Mm. But if you, like, say, for instance, you were constantly sat on that sofa, smoking, mm. eating shit, mm. um, not shaving, mm. not washing. Would Would I be expected to still fancy you and love you unconditionally? I would not. I would love you, but I, would, I wouldn't fancy you. But it's hard with this one because she's done something that's so positive, but it's still changed. She's yeah. still changed the way she looks. So yeah. it's, it's a tricky... But, it, but it's my interesting. My instant reaction was, what a bastard, what a jealous controlling... You know, that was my instant reaction. Yeah, yeah. But then I just tried to put myself but in... But it's very tricky because there are so many different... Aspects. I know you always talk about the shaving, but for example, wearing really slobby kind of slacks or kind of... Uh, what they're called, um, you know, gym, not gym wear, what they're called, sort of, you know, just really baggy, horrible. I mean, you could at any point drop, if you, it's about perspective, it's about where you're at at a particular time in the day. If you're sat at home and you're all relaxing, is it really a time to suddenly pop on my judgment goggles, look across the room and decide that you don't look attractive enough to me right now? Well, when, that would when, be awful. When, no, no, but I think a little bit of that is, is creeping into, if you do look at someone who hasn't shaved that day or someone is wearing those those tracky bottoms that are just do nothing for anyone. Um, but that person is comfortable. They're in a place where they don't want to have to attend to that today. They're in a relationship, but they don't want to have to be on point and they don't have to be on I show. Think, but I think that's all right. I think, I think, yes, let, me just just finish, let me just finish that? it. Yeah, let me just finish the point because I haven't finished oh. it yet. And the point I'm trying to make is 
Pe people in couples pick and choose the moments they want to be sort of impressed or not with someone. And, and, and they expect the other person at that point to be presenting to them in that perfect fashion. And I think that's a real problem in a lot of relationships. So to answer the question that you asked, which is, you know, to look over and just suddenly see that somebody's in there. Have I got the right to then say, you know, I don't like you, I don't love you, I don't fancy you. No, because you absolutely have to have times. And we joke about your shape. Oh, yeah, you know, most yeah, yeah. of the time yeah. you shape. You know, and you told me about the jogging trousers that you hated and I don't wear them anymore. It's about, it's about noticing, isn't it? Think, mm. God, am I taking, am I really, have I got too, not too comfortable? Yeah. But am I never thinking, oh, does, does, does Mark think that I look cute today? Or does I, you yeah. know, because that is showing that you, that you care about how the other person Yeah, and you. I would hate, and I, I get it. I think I would hate it if one was forever, and I have to say, I'm, I worry about it when One's always feeling like one's having to be on show all the time. And sometimes, just one doesn't want to be. And that's yeah. all right. That's why so often women will say, well, they're, oh, God, you know, he's gone away for a couple of days. But, oh, yeah. just jogging trousers yeah. and pizza around my chin. Because it's true. Actually, being in a couple is a little bit stressful all the time because you are constantly being witnessed yes. by another person, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Okay. But, the, but, but you know, you never lose, you never change yourself physically without something going on mentally at the same time. Mm. And I would, if I was his friend, I would say, is it really just the weight? Or is there something that's frightening you about the way she's thinking and looking at life and, you know... Because jealousy's come in. Jenny J, my husband doesn't have good dress sense and it's off-putting. <laughs> Dragged into the shops to look better, he looked handsome again. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't take much. It takes a bit of... I mean, I do sometimes... I, I feel quite fondly towards, not all men, but some men who who can be quite easily nudged to the right place. It's, it's a little bit like actors. It's like get in that fridge and pretend you're, a, I don't know, a lump of cheese. All right, OK. I love um, it. Russ Souch, the pressures of looking great is unreal. Uh, Minky Moo, when you live with your partner, they become like your family and all we know how we relate and we all know how we relate to our family. Uh, good point. Saab Turbo, never be complacent. Um, never. Interesting. Mm, I think sometimes. Um, Zoe, to Zoe Agnew, this is why I'm single, I can't be asked. <laughs> um, Spinners N77, been married to my husband 25 years and he's the best person I know, has a beard and I adore him beyond measure. Okay. And you know the other thing? I think it's sometimes not necessarily about dressing up or having the perfect makeup, but it's just about remembering to smile. So you could be in your tracky bottoms and an old top and you have, you know, pretty mascara on, you haven't shaved. But you can just give your partner a warm smile and totally lift them in a completely different way. Mm. So it's not, it's about being a little bit aware that you've got to, mm. you know. Leap, leap it. Happy birthday again, mate. Happy birthday. Um, I'm always on show, but I've got no one to notice it. That's not true. <laughs> Are you true. fucking kidding? That's not oh true. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, he sachets mm. around, the, around ITV, mm. like... Everyone else just pales into insignificance. <laughs> Everyone is in monochrome there, mate. Not you. You know, okay. it really is like that. When he comes in, I'm like, oh, thank God, I can hear him coming all the way down the corridor. I'm like, oh, Lee's here. Okay, we saw the Barbie film last night. Not allowed to review it. Not allowed, not to, allowed, not allowed to, to talk anything, about it until but, midnight tonight. Yeah, there is an embargo. So at 12.01... 
because we are we are restricted until then. Twelve yeah, oh one tomorrow morning. And tomorrow morning, tonight. it will it will come it will out. But um, this is a piece here which I thought was kind of intriguing because we hear a lot about women dyeing their hair, should they go grey, all this kind of stuff. I expressed incredibly contentious opinions on that, didn't I? About grey hair, I seem to remember at some point. The, was it the rest of the the waiting room to death or something? Yeah, like when you said, I said <laughs> you've never actually said. What do you actually think when you see a woman with with yeah. their grey roots? It wasn't my finest. It hour. was so funny. <laughs> I felt bad. It, it was just, said, I, was I feel honest. like they're in the waiting room today. No, 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 no. It's a place one can find oneself thinking this. No, I, I was knew trying to be really I knew honest. I what you meant. You I thought. Like, I'm older than you, so my God, she's got white hair. She is going to die one day. Yeah, precisely, exactly. And I mean, I sometimes think that, it, I know people get shot down in flames. I think it's really important sometimes to be honest about what your first reaction is, as long as it's not, you know, hate and all that kind of stuff, because that's how we ch change opinions. That's how we change it. Anyway, this piece was a, a chap in the uh, Telegraph who uh, has just written a little kind of personal uh, piece on having dyeing his hair blonde uh, and saying, yeah, it made, I think me, we should it, do it it made me feel good. It made me look younger. People told me I looked younger. Um, but he did quote, and I thought this was interesting, the chap's gay, and he quoted um, RuPaul's Drag Race alumnum Bob the Drag Queen, who tweeted this apparently at some point. If a gay guy bleaches his hair, check on him. He's going through something tough. <laughs> <laughs> Lee! Is Can you true? answer that, Lee? We need an answer on that. If you're on the if you're on the running machine, I in the gym, if you're on the gin, if you're on the <laughs> running machine, get off it and answer that question, please. Yeah. So is... I loved it when he he did his. He, do you remember that? You were going through something. Did, does he want everyone to know? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it was the pandemic. He oh, did, I see. It was his first time oh, in right, Soho, okay, okay. and he did, he got a tan, and he was he kept tripping over because he kept not being able to stop looking at himself. Okay, I'm going to ask this question because he, he looked so cool. Oh, and Is then man... he got COVID again, and he was had to <laughs> stay in. And do you remember Lee? And you were like, I can't believe I'm wasting all this beauty. Nobody's seeing me because he had a tan, and his <laughs> roots were coming through. Okay, so on, hi Sophie R, hope you're well. Yeah, uh, Lee, you I can vouch for that. I did mine during COVID and then got. Oh, there you go. Literally told the I'm asking the question, and I think the poll makes sense. Is a man who dyes his hair going through something? <laughs> I remember, oh my God, when my dad stopped. My dad has the most beautiful white hair. He has the dream aging. Sensational. Age. He is so fucking gorgeous, my dad. Mm. He's like. He's so, he's always, he always looks tanned in his hair and he's very frail at the moment, but he's like, he just look, still looks amazing, doesn't he? And, um, he, but years ago he started to dye his hair and me and my sisters were like, oh my God, oh no, oh he's got, you'd see the dye in the kitchen table because we knew what that meant was purple hair. Because, purple because he'd get black hair dye, but he'd put it on his white hair, but it would, any light at all, any light, like just daylight, it, in the bathroom to him it would look black, but it would just come up as purple and be like, or blue, it was just awful. Check out our Cornish Capers vlog that's grinding to a halt in a couple of episodes time, because you had my hair bleached last year and it's orange. I loved it. It's orange. I would love you to have dyed and all hair. I, and, and okay, so I threw, I threw my honest sort of cap into the ring or towel into the ring, whatever it was, gauntlet on the table about women and the waiting chamber, anti-chamber of death. When I, my feeling about men dyeing their hair is sad fuck. 
over well, a certain age. Over a certain age. When you, when you, not young men with blonde hair, but over a certain age. So when, when you almost made me have my hair done, I was like horrified. Basically, my friend Simone was here, and this I, wasn't that she, was she did a bad job. And I just, she just it was put horrified. like she just had, she just had some peroxide. She just went oh, like this, but I loved and it went it. bright orange. I look well, like a cigarette. Was, only because you washed it off down. too early. No, I look like a cigarette. Why do you go completely down? blonde like Ken? The one time in my life, thing. the one time in my life, I went completely blonde, and it was when me and my mate Chris. He, oh no, no, no! It was my, it was my Reiki, Reiki friend. You did it. Do you remember? Um, she follows me on Insta. She completely bleached my hair. It burnt my scalp. Um, and around the time we we headed out, we were filming in New York, filming in LA, and there's all this sort of we were shooting stuff on millimeter, sixteen mil, and all this kind of stuff. And there's footage of me somewhere with my blonde hair, and I have to say, I thought, oh wow, that looked quite cool. And I forever mistakenly connected having bleach blonde hair with running out of the Empire State Building, jumping in a cab and being given a card with a oh, number of a woman to contact. Oh, I was like, going to say, Alice, is this the same Alice time when yeah. you had no, random no, no. sex? Alice, no, that was someone else. Oh. Alice, sex in the city. No. It's like so Taylor I associate, said, how many bloody girlfriends have you Yeah, but I associated it with that, with kind of, wait, but that was fine when you were in your 20s. Everybody said, well, a number of people here are saying, Zoe said you look young enough, you'd probably get away with it. No, but people... No. Are very saying they love your hair. I don't. I do. Everybody have loves your hair short. The greyest part of my body is here, just there. It's terrible. Anyway. Um, anyway. Moving so, on. Yeah. So fine. Okay. Yeah. Finally. Um. <laughs> to get your hair done. I spoke to ten thousand children. Hair. No, just I know. Done it. I know. I spoke to ten thousand children about online porn and how it's affecting them. Says playwright Abby Wright, who was researching for a theatrical show of some form for the National Theatre. We're going to see that. Yeah. Uh, and she spoke to these children over six over a six year period, and um, I've got some of the. Oh, comments look at there. that first line. Sorry. Yeah, but that first line there. They were telling me things like. They were telling me about a lady who didn't want to do it with the man. She doesn't want it. She's trying to run away. So from the very youngest of children up to 16, I think. And she's... This is the most telling one. No, no, it's where she says, right at the beginning of the piece, she says, it really stayed with me how these young boys focused straight in on the lack of consent in this content. It was very disturbing. Mm. And... I just think that, they, well, first of all, let's make sure we all go and see the play. Well, yeah. Some way. We, it, we'll it, there, is no, there is no attached play at the moment. Oh, so there's no play research at this stage. Um, because I just, because like we were saying here, we cannot turn away from this. We cannot. It, even if you don't have children, this is, this is a societal problem. And it is, you know, it is mushrooming. You know, when we talk to our daughters or our daughters' friends, you know, it is this is a real problem mm. out there. Mm. And I, I, you know, we've said this before. We see boys as much of a victim of this as we do girls. Yeah. This isn't just about oh, boys are watching. Girls are watching it almost the same degree. So they say because it well, just you know it pops up. You know. You're around somebody's house, you know, it's just available. Well, apparently, all older the time. siblings is a huge cause. Of older siblings, there's a lot of older siblings. Oh my God, I hope Can I just share this statistic with you, which really is stark? Um, in 2020, the four largest online pornography sites, Pornhub, X Videos, X Hamster, XNXX, received a combined 11 billion visits a month, which was more than the number of monthly visits to Amazon, LinkedIn, Netflix, Zoom, and eBay combined. combined. 
combined. That is the most extraordinary stat. Extraordinary statistic. Extraordinary um, statistic. Um, and one of the things that I thought was really uh, interesting about this, and I think it's really important, you may have seen the earlier manifestation of this morning's um, Coffee Morning title was about the increase in, and the concern that uh, documents landed on Rishi Sunak's desk about the increase generally in artificially intelligence-produced porn, specifically child porn. And if people sort of think, oh, okay, well, it's AI, so it's not actually happening to people. No. It's, the problem with AI porn is that it can do even worse stuff. It can demonstrate even, even sort of break more taboos. It can do more illegal stuff. It can do more challenging physical you know, all that stuff like that, yeah, that tips towards all of that kind of content. And of course, the, the, the impact this has, okay, there might not have been people filmed to do that necessarily, but sometimes it is about actually augmenting reality around people too. Um, so stuff has been shot, is the idea that it just desensitizes on a whole new level. And I think what was interesting about this was that there were a few observations in her chats with these kids where there were some really, I thought, weirdly, tender observations, mm. like this one. 15-year-old boy. Do you want to read that one? Whenever porn is discussed, everything is negative, but there may be an act happening in the video where it can make you feel less alone. Heartbreaking. 17-year-old wow. girl said, I'm bisexual and found, out, I found that out through watching porn. While a 16-year-old boy said, I'm gay and I remember the first time I allowed myself to watch the ones I wanted to watch instead of the women, it was like a massive relief. It felt amazing. And, you know, this is, this is very like, we you know, when the discussion around how you should talk to young people about drugs. Mm. And you shouldn't, you know, many, you know, organisations say, you know, to just say drugs are all bad and it's all awful and da-da-da, mm. doesn't serve you well. Because if then a child grows up and sees people having a really fantastic time and not dropping dead the first time they have a drug, they then don't trust what you've said. So maybe it's in the same kind of thing. You know, porn, the conversation has some good... Porn could make you feel all sorts of things. Mm. You might be feeling lonely. You might be feeling confused about your sexuality. And, and you could fall into a trap of seeing pornography as an answer to, you know, these feelings that you're going through. And I don't think we've ever had that kind of a conversation, actually, when we've spoken to our kids. It is more, it is always skewed more to the dangers of it. This is a really, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is a really interesting point. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the kids actually talk about how actually sex education and what they learn in school is so insufficient. And this is where there does need to be quite a sort of, you know, brave, bold kind of, you know, it, sort of pulling up one's kind of trousers and kind of going, right, we need to get real with this subject. Because youngsters, you know, the... the, the it's part of their life. The, no pun intended, but the pussyfooting around this kind of topic in class and doing it in this way and that way and not touching upon, like a lot of gay kids were saying, you know, just don't touch upon gay sex. I've uh, mm. heard about vaginal penetration, but nothing, nothing about anything else. Mm. You know, by tiptoeing around this topic in the way that understandably we, we want schools to as well, I think parents and schools and teachers and the teaching bodies need to get a grip on this and sort of go well, actually we either get real with this and talk for real about this stuff and perhaps challenge ourselves and challenge things because otherwise kids are going to actually keep going to here because they're going to feel they're getting a more authentic and let's face it it's not but they're going to feel they're getting a more authentic um, and a more honest and less patronizing and sugar-coated understanding of sex from what they're witnessing online. And of course, there's no way of controlling that. Really, can I just read this fact? I didn't know this at all, meet you. 
PayPal was originally invented to service the porn industry. You're joking. Porn has always been the largest commercial aspect of the internet, which I think answers your question, Faith Goodman, of how can tech companies find and cancel COVID word, but not porn words or references? Because they're, if it's that much traffic, if there's that much traffic passing through you know, those, those websites, that is why. It would be churlish, wouldn't it, of all the tech providers to block it, unfortunately. Um, so I just think it's just interesting that, but what I tell you what was also interesting is even though you've got kids saying things like, you know, I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, um, that, that was a, yeah. a, a case that really stuck with this woman, she says, was a 12 year old boy who told me that porn was easier than a real woman because you don't have to leave the house. He said it can be done on your own without anybody else. You never have to leave. It's so easy. It's like you buy a whole cheesecake and you're like, this is a great idea, but you know it's not. And you eat it and you genuinely are full of shame. Wow. And I think when parents aren't talk, don't have any conversations around pornography or sex or anything, that increases that mm. sense of it being something shameful mm. and something they keep a secret. Mm. So if they do get introduced to porn and then they get confused feelings and thoughts about that and then they can't talk to their parents and then, you know, it's just mm. a, it's a never-ending, well, rabbit hole. Mm. Exactly. Oh, my God, we have so much to bloody worry about all the bloody time, don't we? Fucking yeah. hell. Um, and if you want to read more <laughs> about that article, it's, I think it might be behind a, I think you might have to, uh, what's it all, register, uh, subscribe. I think it's the I, it's the I paper. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. guys. Okay, so that, there you go. That, Hope you have a lovely day. Uh, something else will be landing on the channel later. As I say, at midnight, our Barbie review will be landing. So, one minute past. One minute past. Um, but have a great day otherwise, guys. And obviously, head over to our Coffee Moaning Instagram account. Lots of silliness always landing there too. And also Threads. Let's not forget Threads is out.